Hey everybody, Adam here. Trying uh, to bump up slowly to new, uh, where's that? to new, louder recording volumes. So, this next show was uh, recorded uh, in a car. Uh, we did use uh, my good little directional mics or whatever you call them. So uh, it shouldn't be too much background noise. It sounded pretty good on the recording uh, in the in the headphones. It's with my good buddy, one of my oldest car buddies, Jay Hare from. Uh, ITR Expo. He's uh, the main organizer currently of ITR Expo, and uh, yeah, one of my oldest car buddies. Been uh, been tracking with uh, Jay uh, for I don't know, 15 years or 14 years, or whatever. And uh, I always love having a chance to uh, pick Jay's brain about stuff and sit down with him. Um, hope you guys enjoy the show. And uh, yeah, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about obviously Type R's, Integra Type R's. Um, we obviously talk about events because Jay runs events. Also, ITR Expo has always been kind of a sister event to our West Michigan Honda Meet event. Um, their next event is uh, this for this year is in October uh, 17, 18, I think, at uh, VIR. I think I said it wrong at the beginning of last show. You have to shoot me on that one. Well, go to itrexpo.com, check them out. They've got uh, some pretty cool stuff uh, coming up. Um, potentially uh, a couple of cool cars um, uh, from Honda fame either years past or upcoming uh, coming to the event they're kind of undecided which one i was going to make an announcement at the beginning of the show which car was coming but it's not for sure yet so hopefully by friday's show we will know and uh yeah check them out um they've got a few spots available and oh, as always room in the banquet for uh for they just need to know how many people are coming so you can buy a banquet ticket get a t-shirt um to say hi, uh, say hi to uh, all of our ITR Expo buddies. Uh, party with them for a couple of days at beautiful VIR. So, always a fun event. And our next our next event and the last event of the year is uh, go to Grid.life. It is the October 15th, 16th, uh, Saturday, Sunday Gingerman uh, special stage presented by PowerStop. So, got a lot of uh, a lot of cars uh, signed up. Uh, HPD is basically full. Uh, there are, we're potentially opening up an intermediate run group because all the drifters are kind of stuck at other events. There's a Midwest Drift Union, I think, a MDU event uh, that weekend, and then there is Final Bout in Wisconsin. So the uh, the Midwest drifters are kind of booked. We might not have drifters. So there might be another intermediate or advanced session coming up uh, if you're looking for spots. We'll, uh, we'll make an announcement soon about that. But, uh, yeah, sit back and strap in for, uh, I think it's a little over an hour with uh, with Jana maybe an hour and a half. We're on the way back from SCCA runoffs last uh, Saturday, so riding in his TS TSX is a pretty nice little ride. Uh, not too much wind noise, not too much uh, background noise. Uh, we should be uh, should have a pretty good recording here. I'll actually know in a minute when I edit this whole uh, this whole thing down. <laughs> so I uh, hope you guys are having a good morning, good evening, whatever, and uh, rate and review us on iTunes or whatever. Austin, we'll let Austin tell you about that. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash and You can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. Thanks, Austin. Always, uh, always so professional. Always sounds the same in every show, too. Austin and I will be recording a bunch of shows uh, at the October 15th, 16th event also. Um, and uh, I believe 
Um, we're going to have our 100th show just before then, but we're going to record a 100th episode special uh, there. And so that, that'll either be a drunken mess or super informative with great guests, or both. Um, you know, because it's slipping. We have no idea what we're going to do, and we don't know how it will turn out, and we'll publish it anyway. So thanks for listening, buddies. Hope you guys have a great day. See you. Podcast intro music, rate reviews on iTunes. We're uh, we're in a car. Thank I'm holding you. the microphone for Jay Hare because he's Mr. Ten and Two. Did you see where we're crossing? Uh, where are we in Indiana now? We just entered the uh, Hoosier State. We're on the way back from Mid Ohio. Um, Eight fifteen Central. Yeah, it's <laughs> Jay, Jay. You're such an old man. <laughs> Did, uh, <laughs> I had a really fun day. I I saw way more people than I thought I knew. You were pretty popular today. It, uh, runoffs is super fun because all my friends are there. <laughs> yeah, they were all there and they they were all waving at you. We we literally couldn't leave because we knew too many people. <laughs> right, and then the the people I knew started to show up at the end too. So it yeah, made it even weirder. It uh, <laughs> uh, it was a good day though. Um, our uh, some of our friends won. Some of my friends won yesterday. Joe Mosier and uh, Oscar Jackson Jr. won T4. Joe Mosier won STU. And uh, my good buddy Eric Cattill got second place in STL today. So that was cool. That was a Im- really impressive drive. Yeah, really, really impressive. Um, I like the car behind me with their brights on. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. That's a nice car you got here, this old TLX or TSX. It's a great car. Um, you've had a couple of these now. I've had a couple. Um, our uh, one of our podcast friends. The, have you ever listened to Driving While Awesome? Have I? Yeah. No, but it sounds like I should. Yeah, they're a pretty awesome show. Uh, uh, one of their guys, Lane, has a TSX. He does nothing but bitch about it <laughs> because Lane hates everything. It's too bad. <laughs> and uh, but but he but he likes the drivetrain and it's a good solid car. And it's reliable. He bought it you know like last year when it was cheap. Well, and who knows the, the history on it at that um, point, but... They're, yeah. they're good cars. He's used to Mr. He's like a German car guy, and they love to be, like, super quiet and super nice. Yeah, they have a different... Uh, different feel. When you shut the door, they have a different sound. Yeah, well, we're, we're used to Civics. Yeah, so this is an upgrade. Yeah, this is so, so nice. This Lane, is, you're blowing it. You need, I mean, these, you need to start with shitty cars. All this really is is a, you know, a Honda Accord. Just yeah. a little bit slimmer. It's a Honda Accord with better-looking wheels and... Uh, better headlights. Way better headlights. Yeah. They're they're so much better than even my truck with with HIDs. Um, no, your truck had HIDs. Yeah, it's an 05. It's got super bright lights. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah so we had a good day at, at runoffs. It's fun to spectate. Uh, that was the most runoffs races I've ever watched in person. Yeah. Uh, I was at the 2014 <coughs> runoffs and at Road America. The last ones at Road America. I think I was at 09. I think we watched two races yeah. that day. We were helping Tom Lamb and hanging out, and we had, you know, had to go home and do family things. How, how would you compare Road America to Mid Ohio for the runoffs? Um, I like Mid Ohio because everything was kind of clustered together, but I think everybody likes Road America better as a track. But it's more of a, like a it's more of like a, a horse bar track, you know. Yeah, Mid totally. Ohio was more balanced than I thought it would be. Um, it wasn't all the lightweight. You know, motor or lightweight handling cars that won. It was st- still a little bit of a horsepower track. But. Yeah, you, I mean the the one main straight there, 
Yeah. And really stretch your legs. That is a big, it's a big, and you start from a pretty slow dig in turn one in the keyhole. Or turn, uh, what would that be, two, three or whatever? Uh, two and two A, whatever they call yeah. it now or something. Um, and you're still, I mean, you're still coming out of uh, turn one and going up that long straightaway. you got three long straightaways in a row. But That's right, because they ran the pro course this weekend. Yeah, so it's front straight, second longest straight, longest straight, and uh, all in a row. But... Yeah, I really like that track a lot. I was bummed that I wasn't there. <laughs> I, my year just got all messed up. Didn't it started off to a rough start. Yeah, kind of made it tough to recover for you. But. So Jay Hare is a buddy of mine. We've been friends since what 2004. I think it's around there. Yeah, right about when we started doing track days in Honda Bean. Um, yeah, that's probably. I think that's when I met you. And uh, so that's a while. That's a long time. Uh, the this is our second whirlwind day trip this yeah. year yeah, no or wait no it was PRI December I don't know I think it was January yeah. winter anyway. time yeah it was January I think I don't remember maybe not um, it's after SEMA SEMA's in November I, I think it was in January I'm going December <laughs> I don't know but, but my, my uh, in the last 12 months we've it's done it's definitely this. in the last 12 months Yeah. Jay picks me up at 6am he leaves at 5am we bomb over to some place do a bunch of things. Jay seeks out one guy from Honda to talk <laughs> about PR for his event, the ITR Expo. And I'm Mr. Social Butterfly. I talk to everybody, record a bunch of podcasts, drag, drag Jay to dinner, um, record podcasts, and make Jay drive me home. <laughs> Driving Miss Adam. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that, this, that is kind of what, what we've done a few times. Yeah. Um, and now, now I'm holding a microphone in your face. This is what the second or third time you third time you've been on the show. Uh, I guess you were on briefly today for a minute here and there. Oh, I wide enough. Yeah, barely. Uh, Those shows were. I was on um, at Honda Meet. Yeah. Uh, right. In 2015, right? And then yep. I think I was in like a big group one one time at PRI, but. Yeah, uh, at uh, the dinner with Ricers. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that was the dinner with Ricers one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although I was I wasn't involved in that one as much. I think I Brad think Adams Brad was. when Brad's involved. Brad Adams stole the show. Brad Adams. <laughs> well, I mean he did. I thought he was filled with all kinds of goofy comments. Brad Adams is always filled with goofy everything. Yeah, there was a lot of Man laughs. Man love, you know, penises. <laughs> and the the day today uh, was hot, but not that hot. It wasn't like uh, Honda Meet hot or or you know, track day hot. Yeah, if you're in the shade, it was fine. I, I've uh, I had more fun spectating than I thought I would. I actually enjoy spectating at Mid Ohio a lot. You can see everything, yeah, you, you and it's all kind of within walking distance. But. Yeah, Road America, you got to commit to a place. <laughs> yeah, you got to like pick that corner. If you're going to Canada, you need to commit the trip to Canada. What is the turn at Road America where you can like hike up in the woods and kind of look down on the? Uh, do you know which turn I'm talking about? Um, that sounds like Canada. I think yeah, I think it's Canada. Yeah, Canada, you you kind of have to make an effort to get to, and if you want to go to the inside of Canada, you really have to hike. Um, and it, up a little bit as well, but they added a, a new lane this year okay. that you can actually kind of take carts up uh, right before the Indy weekend. The first time I was ever there was in 05, and uh, we were watching a Speed World Challenge race. We spent a lot of time Googling all the real-time cars and stuff. The, they were ITRs and, TS, and TSXs at the time. Yeah, the TSXs, um, maybe RSXs in 05, but... I can't remember. I think there was an ITR there. Maybe not. It might have been just the RSXs. Yeah, TSXs. I remember there were TSXs, though. Um, yep. But uh, 
we just thought they were the coolest. It was Chris from uh, Grid Life Behind Me, Luke from Grid Life Behind Me, and then a couple of our other buddies. We had like a fishing weekend, and then we stopped at Speed World Challenge event. And uh, I remember hiking up in the woods and like leaning on a tree and looking down at the track, like because it was right there. Yeah, that sounds like um, kind of heading towards Canada. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm not super familiar with what the turns are called, but yeah. I mean, um, you can do that in a lot of places. There, you can even between three and five. Yeah. You can kind of get up in the woods and kind of hang out in the shade, and that's arguably one of the, if not the fastest, one of the fastest parts of the track, so it's yeah. very, very interesting to, to... I remember cars going really fast. We were yeah. watching the old, the yellow, uh, or the old Corvettes, the C5 Corvettes that were yellow. Yeah, they like were the loudest things there, too. Something, some computer thing on the side of them. It was the GM cars at Compuware the time. Compuware. Yeah, like Compuware, I think uh, it was, yeah. Uh, I, I have this burned-in memory in my head of, uh, of those Corvettes blasting through whatever turn we were leaning on a tree over top of. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was back when they had the ALMS World Challenge weekends. Yeah. Those were a total blast. I, I loved every one of those I went to. You, have you, you've spectated. This is like only like the second or third time I've ever spectated racing today. Like, I just don't watch uh, racing in real life. I enjoy it because I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you know. you've done it more than me. Um, You've been following real time around the last few years, right? Hanging out with them and going yeah, to some of their races. And, great guys, yeah. Um, what uh, compared to you've done a lot of track day stuff for a long time. Um, compared to that, like, do you enjoy a weekend just hanging out more? I, I don't know, but I think I missed my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Was We're that about thirty? This is thirty. Yeah, but isn't that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, this is where this is Fort Wayne, right? This is where we're talking it oh, out. Oh, we blew it. Yeah, you got I'm right. going to turn around and, and hop on that little loop. Um, yeah, yeah, didn't we blow it here we've done. We've blown two turns today. I think it was this one both times. Or similar. No, nah, we blew the, the mid-Ohio exit. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I blew this turn with Mikey Brzezinski coming back. That's what oh, it was. Did, yeah, we did this Well, it's an easy one to do because they don't really like label like, hey, did you really want to go this way? Because it doesn't make sense, but you're supposed to go yeah, this way. No, no, I don't want to go into this town. And, and then we went to uh, Dunkin' Donuts and we got dinner. Hey, look, a horse-drawn carriage. Well, now I'm glad Two we're in the town. Two horse-drawn ca carriages. And someone that was off it and jumped back on. Maybe he's a pilot. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, those are Amish people. Those those people are legitimately using that for... Transportation. Transportation. Not for enjoyment. <laughs> no. They're going home. You know, I hope they had a good night. The dude looked like he was uh, he was dressed to the nines, or he was just Amish. I can't well, tell. Well, maybe he did both. <laughs> can, we, can we do a Yui here? No. Mm, not with that car coming, but it's cool. I'll no. do a Yui right here. No worries. Um, I'm sure everyone will enjoy listening to the... Oh, this is a podcast. Nobody paid for you this. You know. Uh, ah! You have to think. People can't, you know, they don't know what they're doing. That's us right now. We've had a long day. Um, hang on, I need, to, uh, I need to plug this thing in with this other thing. Put the power source to the jobber. No, I can't do that with this. I need another cord. We're going to run out of batteries if I don't do that. How's that charge? Uh, it's pretty low right now. What do you mean? Does it have like USB? Because it's just USB. Ah! You're knocking me out. You're knocking everything down, you son of a bitch. There we go. This is what I'm looking for. Sorry, everybody. Great podcast stuff going on right here. We're lost. We're by the Golden Gate Salon. The Salon Golden Gate. No, this is the old school, like, uh, like the old GoPro. Mini. Yeah, mini USB instead of micro USB. Hang on. Plugging in the thing to the place. 
so many cables in my My lap is full of cables right now. There we are. See my office. Charging. Alright. I think this is the one you had. Does say, it? say a word again. Yo. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is that the one I had? Yeah, I think so. Alright. Get that foam thing in your mouth, baby. Hey, alright. Now, 30 West. Yeah, I see that. 469 North 30. Yeah, that looks like where yeah. I'm supposed to go. Yeah, do 30 West. There you go. This is the halfway point, by the way. Go faster. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> um, how did you get into uh, playing with cars, Jay? Uh, a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough question, but... Did you forget about it? I, I do forget about it. I mean, you know, well, like there, there was a time in your life where you didn't uh, you didn't like cars. You liked Legos, or... Probably. I, I think it was right before I could drive. I was reading a lot of, you know, car, mag, car and driver, road and track stuff, motor trend. Yeah. You know, that just... Something always kind of interests me. Maybe you know it was like Nintendo games, like Rad Racer. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know I picked up a Celica as soon as I was a uh, what year? Eighty eight. Well, those are kind of fun. Yeah, pop up lights. It was a great car. Yeah. I, that car to this day, I I sold it when I moved to ah, Chicago. Keep knocking my thing down off my lap. Is it still going? Yeah, it's still going. Well, solid state, I bet. You're fine. Or flash drive. Uh, I'm gonna put it to hold so I don't just. Sorry, everybody. There we go. This now is we're talking about things. This is what's called you edit it out in post. No, nobody <laughs> does that. You know, I could, I could probably do that for you. Nope. <laughs> you can edit all my shows if you'd like. Nah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not gonna edit this crap out either. These people are just going to work, listen, drinking coffee. And We're probably saying I need this volume needs to be louder. Yeah, just like everybody has the last week after. <laughs> all I had to all I had to do is say one dude talk, complained about volume in the last ninety episodes. Now everybody's complaining <laughs> about volume. You open the gates. Yeah, you know you, how that works. You know what I'm going to say to people? Okay, Google, and see if their phones it or like what, what's the what's the iPhone thing? Uh, okay, Siri. I don't know if it's okay, Siri or. <laughs> Or I think you just hold the button, right, on that. I don't remember. I haven't kept up. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's definitely okay. Or okay, Google or Everybody's Google phones Mouth. are freaking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Stop complaining about the sound quality. Uh, you know, I used to do that to Lauren. She'd play games on an Xbox that had voice commands, and then I would just randomly yell the commands as she was playing. What a jerk. No wonder your wife is mad at you. <laughs> We've been complaining about wives a little bit today. <laughs> Even though we love our wives. <laughs> Love our wives yeah. a lot. Um, the uh, so you had an old '88 Celica. Yeah, it pop-up lights, fantastic car. I kept it through high school, early college, and then when I transferred to Chicago, I, uh, I picked up a GSR Integra. Really, that was like your second car. <laughs> yeah, that was the car that you had when I got to know you. Yep. Oh wow. I picked it up and I think it was like early one. So you only had four cars. I don't know how many five cars. Five I mean, cars. two TSXs, two TSXs, two Accords. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You had those Accords. Rest in peace. Rest in piss. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess the Integra the yeah. GSR. Yeah. Um. So you've never had any big old trucks. You never had any V8 muscle nuts. Eighty-three S10 that my dad had that I <laughs> drove. V6 four-speed. You know, yeah. the shifter is five feet long. <laughs> that was a four-speed stick? Yeah. That was, it was a 2.8 or was it a 4.3 or? It was the smaller V6, so it wasn't yeah. the four. It was the, the two-point whatever. Yeah. I think they had like a two-liter something V8. Or V6, yeah. I mean. 
Yeah. It was definitely the smaller of the two V6s, but it had the longer bed. Yeah. My, so, my college roommate, uh, who also had a Type R, had, I think it was a 2.8 V6. That's probably the same. Uh, I mean, that truck was kind of the same for years and years. Yeah, the square body ones. Yep. I think everybody in the world had one of those, or their best friend had one of those. They sold all the S10s they could ever make, and now you don't see any of them anymore. No, I kind of have a soft spot for them now that I look back on it. I mean, it was my dad's old truck, and yeah. he drove it to St. Louis every morning, and... And he got a Camry. <laughs> oh, so boring. <laughs> you know, and so, so, so then I, the S10 kind of became not my vehicle, but I was allowed to use it to drive to, yeah. to school and work. And, you know, there's no power or anything on it. <laughs> you yeah. know, no power steering, no nothing. Everything is manual. Choke it in the morning kind of thing. And Was it a car? Yeah. Oh, that was an old one. Huh? Yeah. Like yeah, early 80s then or whatever? Yeah, 83. Yeah, I so you had was, to... I think GM phased the carbs out in, like, 8045. That probably would have been better. Or but 85, I mean, 86, maybe. It made me very appreciative when I bought the Celica. I believe that. You know, like, wow, this thing just starts. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to pull that lever <laughs> and then, like, stomp on the gas three times. And hope that it's, it'll start. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I sold the Celica to a guy in Chicago, who was, who was helping his younger brother buy it. And, you know, younger brother in his late teens, needs a car, gave it to him for a good price. And uh, like two years later, that guy emailed me just saying, thank you, car's still going, and we love it. And I'm like, oh, I went to a good home, I guess. Well, that's you know? good. It's always nice to see that. You don't expect it. Yeah, I typically sell people, sell used cars to people, and then I think, I think that car is getting used in drug deals. Because <laughs> that guy was sketchy as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But the, if that's the case with the Celica, then... I was not aware. Well, he's a very appreciative <laughs> drug dealer. Right, right. Making him a lot of money, I guess. Yeah. Eh, good for them. I'm staying out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get involved. The uh, uh, the track day scene that you've been a part of has been a little bit different than the one I've been a part of, um, especially in the last few years. And what uh, what's your opinion on uh, on like all the different crowds and everything that people of people that are doing stuff on racetracks now? Um, you're kind of, not, not to say you're one of the older crowds, but like... I, I attribute us to, if you're familiar with winter sports, skiers versus snowboarders. Yeah, do you think it's a bit of that? I, I think it is a little bit of it, and I, I like both. I don't I don't snowboard because I used to play hockey, so skis are a natural. Yeah. I, lo I love skiing. Like, I'll do it every winter if I can afford it. Uh, but I got nothing against the borders. Um, sometimes they tear up the snow, but, you know, that's just part of the, you know, <laughs> you're all sharing the same mountain. The mountain's pretty big. You should be able to to coexist just fine, and I kind of think that's the same with with the younger with, generation with, of with all track the track stuff. People. I mean, when I remember when I started, and you know, I'm learning from very strict guys who are PCA, yeah, BMW, CCA, SCCA, yeah. and that was kind of when track day stuff started. Was when you were when you and I were kind of coming up through track day stuff. Uh, was when it became more prevalent. Like early two thousands. Yeah, it was starting to kind of take off in that in its own area. Yeah, and and everybody kind of did things differently. Yeah, um, there was no good standard yet. Yeah. You know, the standard there were standards from your money clubs, your you know, getting your PCAs, but yeah, yeah, the, the regular club events, your smaller ones, your uh, you know, speed trials, which wasn't small. Yeah, I remember but, speed trials. You know, it's not. Are they still around? Uh, last I checked with Brian, there was some stuff on the West Coast, but the Midwest yep. died. You know, when many Brian years stopped. ago, yeah. yeah, like maybe 07 or something. Uh, 
the uh, the first event that I ever went to was uh, was a speed trials event, and that was the one where. Um, Is that the S2000 rack? Yeah, the King S2000. I think uh, that was my third event or something. Yeah, that fourth was, event. That was that the first happened. speed trials event I ever. I wasn't I wasn't uh, running. That was late '03. Yeah, wasn't my, it? late my, 2003. My wife and I just started dating. Um, huh. That was a crazy day because they that S2000 was over six racing. Yes. And it was red. I mo- remember that name now. Mugened out. A lot, yeah. lot of stuff from King. Moton uh, yeah. remote reservoir it shocks. Really nice car. And especially if you think about it, it's 2003, so they still, oh, they're still selling these cars new. That's like $50,000 car at the time yeah, with, yeah. All the, with all the add-ons. And um, then they uh, they decided to run the Gingerman in reverse. Backwards, yeah. Back in the day when it was really zero designed to be in reverse. And, and I remember... <laughs> I remember the reverse drivers meeting. I remember them being, because uh, the guys that ran the track, it was pretty loose. I mean, it was like a couple. They had like three corner workers, yep. and like the guy at one did like everything. Yeah, um, well, Bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. I, he's the reason why I, I drive the way I do sometimes. Because I'm afraid of if I do something wrong, Bob's gonna yell at me. Yeah, he was a crabby dude. Yeah, but um, he did his job. Uh, did I think he job. kind of uh, might have. I heard he passed away. Really? Yeah, I, I, I you know, know I, I'm, I'm speaking hearsay, so don't take it for yeah. anything. But I heard he did pass away a few years ago. I wonder if he was part of the crew that might have been pocketing cash. That's what I heard. Everything all right here? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember where I'm going. Um, I think you're, you're on Route 30. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just slamming on the brakes for no reason. Oh, I couldn't tell which where I was turning for a moment. I'm like, you know, these rotors feel good. Yeah, just trying to warm up the nice pulsy rotors you got here. Um, yeah, I remember that driver's meeting before they ran backwards, and the, and the dude was like, all right, um, so we're going to enter over there, and you're going to exit right here. And that's, <laughs> that's how you do backwards. Right, and then someone else was like, yeah, we don't really know, so just kind of have fun. Like, Yeah, it was one of the first times I ever ran backwards. I think, yeah, At the was. time, the track was only like six, seven years old. Yeah, um, it was still pretty young. It's 20-some years old now. I think it's 20, 21 now. I thought I saw, like, a sign that said some kind of anniversary for Yeah, I think it's might be... I think it was 96, probably 20 years. Yeah, 30, yeah. 30 yeah. west goes straight here. Well, oh, yeah, 30. Oh, no, so, Yeah, now, now when we run backwards, I tell everybody, don't try to save it in one, because <laughs> one time I got sprayed with plastic from an S2000 when it was brand new. And their wing flew right over the wall. Yeah. It could have caught one of us too. It really hit the wall hard. Yeah, I think it was a guy. I think it's I think it's Brad Stall, and I and I apologize if I got the name wrong and the person wrong. But Is that the dude that owned it or hit? hit no, no, he was the guy. There's a photo of me standing next to him by the wall, and he's like holding the wing upright, just like checking it out, like oh. Yeah. And then in the background is the carnage. Yeah. And uh, from what I remember, there was a lot of fallout from that. Yeah. I, I, I forgot a lot of it. But there was I talked the to owner a, versus the driver type situation. Yeah, they were like friends, sort of, kind of thing. Uh, they were. Yeah. Past tense, I think. I don't know what happened. I thought, I don't know if that was, was it a Nick Wong-owned car? I don't mean to be just thinking, I throwing names out. But I, I don't remember. It. I don't remember. I don't remember. It. it was a nice car, though. I distinctly nice remember the, the, remote, the Moton Remote Reservoir hanging outside of the <laughs> passenger side rear wheel. And it just being the saddest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> I wonder if I could find that photo. And maybe would, you could blast it up. Yeah, I would love to see <laughs> on the that. Side is the, if you want a headline photo, that'd there be, you go. That'd be great if you could find it. <laughs> Me without my gray hair. Yeah, you weren't you weren't gray Jay. You were just Jay hair. Yeah, yeah. I was still I was still young. Yeah, how do you have such learning. gray hair when you're so young? You know, you're I, only like a year or two older than me. I know. I, I'm sure I, I'm sure part of it's genetics. 
Yeah. I'm sure part of it's uh, life. <laughs> hey. Life's adventures. <laughs> he's, been, he's been so scared of people stealing his Type R that he's going gray. <laughs> you guys are turning me gray. So you've got... Uh, do you want to talk about your Type R at all or no? Uh, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, we can tell people what you have. They don't know where you live. Um, you've got a weird Type R. Uh, it's Japanese. Definitely and, Japanese. And it has four doors. It does. Uh, and they did exist in very small quantities, right? Very. I, I have the count at home, but the four doors were made significantly less than the two doors. Didn't somebody else have an identical four door to yours? Was that Ryan Tate? Uh, he, he had a black one, yeah. Oh, he had a black one. He had a black 98. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours, Ryan Tate, another ITR Expo guy. That car's coming back to life. Really? Guy uh, who owns a CTR in Pennsylvania picked it up and he's putting it back together. What happened to it? Uh, on the way back from Road America, Type R Expo 14, Jake, who owned it, uh, was the victim of a stray retread, I think. Oh, it no. Bounced off from the other oncoming direction on the interstate. Yeah. Nailed it. Tore off the bumper headlight, and I thought it bent some metal. So he still drove home or whatever? Uh, I think he drove it home. I don't think he towed it, but I knew it was... That's a bad night. He, he said it was not good. Yeah, pretty and, bad accident. And it was really a shame because there was a brief moment that year, and I don't know if it's ever happened in the States ever again, where we had a white black and a silver all sedan type R's on track at the same time and we all it wasn't planned I just happened to go out in the middle of a session and all of a sudden <laughs> there's one there's another and we're all by each other and there is some footage out there uh, and it's, it's just kind of funny to see all of us together and the, yeah. the, the, the rest of the world is, uh, is thinking well, what's the big deal well, they didn't sell that, and they're all here, and somehow they're all at the same track. Only sold it in Japan. Yeah. Not even Europe or Australia. There's only Japanese. Only Japanese, yeah. Um, and, and Type R's, even in the U.S., are kind of special because they didn't very, make very many of them. There's only 370 or whatever, uh, 97s. Uh, 97s, it's like 315, 320. Yeah, and like only 100 left. Because Something like that. They're it's, gone. It's a sad number. Um, I think it was, what, 3,000 total for all... 97, 98, 2000, 2001. I should know this number. Did they not make them in 99? 99, only Canada. Okay, yeah, I knew it was yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, you were right, this is going to make my wrist go, uh, go numb. I'm holding the mic in front of Jay's, Jay's face. <laughs> I'm um, a 10-2. No, I'm actually more of a 9-3. Yeah, you're a little bit lackluster there in your 10-2. It's kind of sloughed off to a 9-3. Uh, 9-3 feels pretty good. It's got these little beholders for my hands. <laughs> little beholders? <laughs> I guess you call them those. <laughs> my, my thumb is numb right now, so that's cool. From holding the mic? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do something about that. Uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's. They, we tried to use the uh, the big... Austin and I have recorded with that top mic, the double mic on top. Um, and it's a... What would you call that? Uh, it's a condenser. Stereo condenser. It, it just picks up all the road noise. This picks up road noise, but like way less. Yeah, you went 30 west to the right here. Yeah, I believe what you had on top of the device is a, a stereo condenser there. You are kind of a sound engineer by schooling, correct? Correct. What, what did uh, you actually go to school for? Uh, acoustical engineering. Hmm, fancy. Yeah, so there's... You know words about things that I play with, and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm happy to help. <laughs> Why don't you live closer <laughs> to me, dude? There's a house across the street for sale. You can come down and live in the cheap, in cheap dumb way. Probably way more affordable than where I'm so at. So affordable. That's how I have. That's how I have so many crappy race cars. Yeah, well, you know, you've got the space. 
the uh, uh, the acoust acoustical engineer freaking lifestyle. Um, did you get into that because of uh, your background playing music? Absolutely, yeah, totally. Because when I played music, you know, a lot of people want to get signed and tour. And yeah, what kind of band were you? Uh, kind of a heavy rock was the main one, and the guy actually the guys continued on. Like you know, I, I left, um, and what became uh, basically a combination of my old group and a friend's group that I grew up with, they went on and they did pretty well. You know, they got I think they got like two, number two in like an MTV contest. You know, so oh, really? had they been number one, they would have we would we have a different conversation. Yeah, but, you, you know, heard no one it. remembers number two. And uh, but you know they got the tour, they got signed, and, and they did okay. well for a while. And um, I, I always kind of wanted to stay in the industry, but um, I didn't want to try to make it as a musician because I figured that's pretty risky. What did you actually play? Mostly guitar. Okay. And some drums. You I, still you still doing that or no? Uh, I haven't been lately, and I I should because it, it's something I really enjoyed. And I, the problem is I've probably forgotten more than I remember. I yeah. played the trombone in grade school. Don't remember anything about the trombone. Well, yeah, you were probably a little bit deeper in because I remember how to ride bicycles and I haven't ridden a bike in a little while. Uh, yeah, it was it was something we did like multiple nights a week. Yeah. If you're not if you're not playing a show, you're watching a show or something. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good time. Um, and so I decided I wanted to study audio recording. I was helping basically what became part of my old band and friends band, and I would offer my services to help record a demo or whatever, and then. Yeah. Decided that's what I wanted to do, but then once I was in the program, they uh, they kind of pruned certain people for their acoustics program because it was a little bit more intense. Yeah, they thought that would do a good job and then maybe represent them well afterwards. And so that's what I that's the route I went, and so you study that as well as noise, <laughs> which people are probably <laughs> hearing right now. <laughs> yeah, you're hearing uh, the, the beautiful thud of an old set of tires against the nice pavement of Indiana's U.S. Route 30. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they uh, all oscillated together, it'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> You've listened to the show a little bit. Does uh, does does our does our lackluster uh, uh, attention to audio detail bother you at all? Um, the only time it bothers me, I don't have the volume complaint of in a car and then a GPS yelling at me blah, because blah 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 turn right because blah, I, blah, blah. I I mute the GPS. I don't need yeah, people telling. I don't like I them telling me what to do. Like, I don't want that dumb English chick telling me how to turn on Park Street. Yeah, I, well, hate that girl. You know, I just look at it. I'm like, all right, I know. Yeah. Um, but I have it on at work while I'm working on other things. And some like an email notification will chime and it'd be way louder than I expected. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I gotta, yeah. I gotta do something about this, and yeah, I never do. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll we'll see how these how today's <laughs> podcasts come out because I'm recording it like before we bump between like negative twelve and negative six. What do those numbers mean? Uh, well, if you get to zero, that's essentially your max yeah. voltage, and anything beyond that, you are now exceeding the limit. Okay. And since it's digital, you're gonna have a square wave. Yeah. Which is not pretty because waves aren't supposed to be square. It's not hip to be square when you're a wave. No, oh, no, they're supposed to be kind of not wavy. Yeah, wavy sounds good. Um, well, we'll see how. I know during the STL race we peaked a lot. So if that episode came out and you listened to it, it might be a little bit peaky. That was a pretty loud race. It was so loud. They were. Um, they were only ten seconds a lap faster than the B spec cars, who were so whisper quiet. <laughs> I love the B spec. I'm so cars. in love with B spec too. Like the cutest accident I've ever seen. Yeah. And the happiest race I've ever seen. They just have such a happy vibe to them. No, I I love those. I, I even at the World Challenge races, I love watching the, the TCB, you know, B spec cars. They're uh, 
good it's it's kind of fun racing because the cars seem to be relatively evenly matched and and they seem so attainable like it's it's like oh well, that, my that, sister drives one of those right but and by design and yeah i don't know I, I enjoy those races a lot and maybe also it gives your ears a little bit of a break what uh what race what uh pwc stuff and uh and imsa and whatever uh, where have you all spectated some of that stuff this year? Uh, well, I mean, in years past. Um, usually, Since today was all about spectating for yeah. me. Um, yeah, where have you all spectated at? Uh, Mid Ohio, Road America, uh, Sonoma, and uh, I'm trying to think. Or, uh, for PWC, I think those are the main three I've been to. Have you been up to Canada for anything or no? No, I'd like to, but okay. I haven't I'd really like there. to go to Mo Sport or whatever Canadian Tire Motorsports. Yeah, I'd like to go to most sport and I, I wanted to go to detroit tom said that tom O'Gorman said that the fans up in most sport are rowdy and they love it and it's a party i've heard that yeah it's that sounds so fun i love rowdy love it parties yeah the, I, I i could believe that um the fans at road america are a, a blast yeah. i can tell you that like they it, it's it is an it is a weekend adventure for them and, and they're really friendly and having a great time a little party atmosphere when the sun sets. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of RVs and camping and hanging out. Yeah, and it's a great track for that. you got so yeah, much space. it's so big, yeah. Um, and it's like a state park in the middle. Yeah, it's like 660 acres or something like that. It's I mean, not it, small at all, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, but Mid-Ohio is a lot of fun, too, because like you're saying, you're, you, they kind of condense you a bit, so you're, you can get to everything fairly yeah. quickly. And Do they allow camping in the infield of Mid-Ohio during, like, Indy weekend and stuff? I don't remember if they do or not. Now that I think about it, um, that seems like it'd be fun. Cross the bridge and find a little spot there in the woods. There may be a spot, you know, further back. That the main yeah. area up front is actually like a big Honda yeah, display. Yeah. So I, I've seen that uh, the weekend after. There's still giant tents everywhere. We, uh, our IT Fest race weekend is always right afterwards. But um, yeah, I've never been to that event. That'd be fun. I need to, I need to cool buy event. an RV and drag my family to these things. <laughs> I, I enjoy them. They're, they're, it's a lot of fun. But like I, I've kind of said before, it also is good to. It brings humility to yeah. me because it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not so... Okay, I'm not that good. These guys are yeah. really good. And, and then the indie guys really humble you because they don't break yeah. for turn one at mid-Ohio. They're running like low one-minute <laughs> lap times, like 103 to 106. <laughs> and I think the the new fastest SCCA record just got set at mid-Ohio. I think it was a 114 in Formula Atlantic, which okay. is still blazing that's, fast. That's fast. But, that's really uh, fast. I think, I think that was the fastest of this weekend. It's 114. But, um, yeah, I've, I would love to see. It seems like that track would be too small for Indy, though. I mean, they're, they're moving quick, and I don't. you don't see a lot of room, you know, say in Madness, to go side no, by side. That, can, yeah. you know, um, but with that said, I, I think it's one of the more entertaining races. Okay. Uh, although I know they returned to Road America this year, and that was... Huge crowd. I, I think it's one of the largest crowds Road America had seen. Really? Long time. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I don't I, see. I don't follow Indy. I follow PWC a little bit because we're getting we're buddies with Tom now, and I watch his races, and so sure. I get to know some of the names of that. Um, He's been doing really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he fell off a mountain bike today. I saw. He's I not saw. Doing that good today. I saw the uh, <laughs> the product of the fall. A rash on his nose. But I didn't ask because. I've I've been there on a bike Poor before Tom too. So. Poor Tom <laughs> I felt I felt pretty cool like watching Beast Bike with Tom McGorman though. That was fun. Uh, that's kind of the best way to watch While it. While right? he was on the radio with the leader, <laughs> and every time we every time they go around, yay Tom's car. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so fun. It was a lot of What an adorable going. race. <laughs> yeah, the, that, that little impact at the, the first turn after the start there for Badness was... Yeah. It was you know, the cutest impact you've ever seen. I mean, a little damage, but, you know, no no violent sounds or anything. No, it was, it was kind of like... It was oh, such hey. a quiet crash. Hey, we're both in the same spot. All yeah, right, a, a, car, a car kind of got inside of another car going up Madness, which is the hill that is... Is that like turn five? What is that thing? You know? Madness is five. The right-hander before it is four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, a car... Uh, a car Kind of, it might have chopped. It might have chopped off the inside guy, and the inside guy kind of turned him, um, and then started climbing up his fender. <laughs> and like, and like, one car got on top of the other, and it was the most adorable thing we've ever seen. And, and then they, they like straightened out and just kept going. Like yeah, nobody like, stopped. Right, yeah, no yellow. Like we, all right, we got everyone got around. I don't know if you saw. It was yeah. one of the older HPD fits, like number forty-five or something. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. dove into the grass and left, and just went right around. And I thought that was slick. Yeah, really, actually, pretty good driving in that class. I was kind of impressed. Yeah, pretty um, safe. David Doherty, the guy who won, he's, I think that was his 10th or 9th national championship. I heard, yeah, I heard 9th. That's ridiculous. I heard 9th over the PA. I don't know if it was accurate, but it's I He's won ninth. a lot of them. He won a, a couple of years ago with a Z in T3, maybe? T4? Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of titles under his belt, and he just, he made it look easy almost. He, well, but, he kind of... I think he did one of those classic. If you if you're an F1 follower, and, and you listen to someone like Flavio Briatore, Torre, who uh, principal of Benetton and Renault, he always said that the you know the best way to win a race is the slowest possible. And I think I think he stretched his gap out today, where it's like I got a good gap, I'm just going to maintain it. I think he could have done. I think he could have gone quicker. Probably he he did look like he was changing his lineup in a few spots at the end of the yep. last two three laps. He was taking easy on the car. Um, and, and uh, the other cars, I mean, bombing, bombing turns or bombing curves, trying to get him, and re- it looked like they were using it all in the last couple laps. It looked like he was just kind of he know. was he was using half the pavement, <laughs> yeah, and o- almost going exactly the same speed. You know, he was asking how big the gap was on the radio, how big's the gap, how big's the gap. You know, he was and, maintaining it. Yeah, uh, I think he had an eleven second gap at the end, and then it was right around there the rest of the time. So, yeah, he he did his part. And, uh, that that was that was. The, the second through fifth place battle was fun to watch. But, yeah, they um, were pretty tight. The A couple of times, they were nose to tail, you know, two, three, four, five, which is, which is always a good time. Yeah, they, um, were, they were good. The guy they got that was fighting for second initially fell back, and, and it's kind of like in Tour de France, you know, the peloton <laughs> always could bring him back in, and yeah. they brought him back in, and I don't think he got second. The, you know? <laughs> I, I can't believe how much fun I had spectating. Like, I can see why you guys go to just spectate races and hang out. It, it's good. It, it just gives you perspective and you learn a lot. Um, yeah. I feel I, like I came away as a potentially better driver because of what I saw today. Well, and it's easier to, in my opinion, meet people and make some friends sometimes. Is that a what, miniature golf course? I think that's That's like the most a, well-lit place I've ever seen in my life. It's like Christmas time golf course there. Yeah. A lot of red and green. Where are we at in Indiana? Oh, I don't know. Forget. Tell your, everybody. Who's your where, town, USA? That's where you got to go do some putt putt. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's maybe Elkhart. No, this can't be Elkhart. Uh, Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, Elkhart is up near the toll road. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't right. think it's near thirty. Yeah, see, I don't know. I'm just, <sighs> I just hope it's not one of those. Areas. County Road 100S. Yeah, where there's like this is speed limit's really 45 right here. Like, yeah, who cares, oh. dude? This pedal to the metal. We're from Chicago. We got sunglasses. <laughs> That's exactly what I'll say. Yeah. I tried that line in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and it didn't work. No. <laughs> Got a ticket. Got a ticket. The infamous ticket. 
yeah. Leaving your own event. Leaving my own event that I just spent just tens, tens of five thousands. digits on, multiple five digits. And I even gave him money for dinner with uh, with some, some good people. And uh, Yeah. Took and, all of your cash. Oh, all of it. And I'm leaving town and, well, they thought I wasn't leaving yet. Nope. And, Give uh, me that money. Yeah. Shake yeah. you down. The worst part is I couldn't find my license when I got home, and I thought maybe the cop had taken the license, and yeah, he, yeah. he did not. But I was combing everywhere for it. And actually, the, where I had left it is in the Integra. But since I don't take the Integra to work, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't find it. And so I actually yeah. called Elkhart Lake PD. I'm like, did you guys take my license? And they look, no. And like I said, I found it in the Integra, but I look like a real buffoon. You know, like. Well, you're driving from the wrong side. Did that cause a problem, by the way? He was he was intrigued by it, but no problem other than he he struggled with writing the VIN or writing a ticket with a ten digit VIN because the system didn't understand that. How many digits do VINs normally have? Seventeen. So really, it's only ten. So it's ten over there. Okay. And they he he had a real problem with it, and he kept apologizing two or three times, saying, "I'm really sorry, this is taking so long." What a sweetheart! And I'm like, well, really, you know, I'm mean, really sorry. I need to fleece you, but it's going to take longer <laughs> than we expected. And and you eventually, can't hang it, out with your friends. Yeah, eventually he figured it out, and they found a way to charge me. <laughs> <laughs> they always will, right? It was so just a handwritten like IOU, <laughs> Officer What's His Nose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that was a good way to end a, a really good event. Actually, it was a good event. But... Everybody came away from that one raving about <laughs> it, except for you. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, it was it was all worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you think you'll ever bring your event back up there? Or no. I'm open to it. Um, it is a very expensive track. I think to do it again, you you may have to kind of unless you unless you get an injection of cash from somewhere, you you piggyback with someone else, you share it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see. You know, a smaller, more tight knit group like you guys run alongside like a small race series. I think that'd be great. But no, that could be something they could. Um, you know, I, th- there's a lot of overlap in our group because a lot of people have gone on to wheel to wheel. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, there there is some natural fit there too. Like me, like you. Yeah. <laughs> like not, like not, a lot of people, I could just start naming off. No, no. Hayward Wagner and I from SEC, and now we're BFFs. Like we're good buddies because we're uh, we watched the B spec race together. <laughs> All right, so, adding maybe, to the friends. Maybe maybe we can get maybe we can uh, make a match there. You know they Good. got they got that uh, they got that bracket enduro track night America throw a ITR expo in and give bracket enduro a nice qualifying session in the middle. Could work out really well. Yeah. Could be a lot of fun for 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 both sides, right? Seriously, you and know. that might be an easy one to play with. I would like them to play at a grid life, but that might be hard. Bracket enduro might be hard. I don't know with Grid, grid life. life. You know Grid Life better than me. I grid just know you guys stuff. have a lot of stuff. It's a freaking mess. It's you guys so have busy. a lot of stuff. I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> at Rhode Atlanta, we've got the space in the paddock, but they'd have to play at night. So, Gingerman, you couldn't do it. I don't no, think. we had a little no tight, space. probably. I, I tried to make it happen this year. We just had no space. A Gingerman? Yeah. Yeah, I could see the space. Like being phone an calls issue. about it, emails about it. Chris was on board if I could do it. And then Chris said, dude, there's not going to be any room. <laughs> well, how many people showed up at Gingerman this year? It was probably huge. It was, you weren't, you weren't there this year, were you? No, I was there this year. No, uh, we mowed down all the fields. It was full to turn three. Oh my gosh! It was Sorry, full all the way to turn I, three. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, and like, I've seen it through two. And the campground field back by three was like two hundred feet wide, like it was super full. Is this the year where you guys had the burnout guy? Yeah, that was this year. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we get done, and next time we stop, I'll show you the video. The over the overview is ridiculous. Is that like, the largest crowd Gingerman has ever had? 
Uh, yeah, it had to have been. I mean, I can't think of anything else that would be No, it had to have been. I think the, the next largest crowd was us last year, and the next crowd was the largest crowd after that was <laughs> the first year of your life. I remember 2014. I was there for that. That was the one you went to? Yeah, 2014. Were you there for a day or two days? Just Saturday. Okay. Saturday through the concert. Yeah. Uh, let's stop talking about Grid Life. Grid Life's making me sad because I, I didn't race today <laughs> because of Grid Life. Because I was too busy all year. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's been a fun you year. Got, you have to follow my motto. What's that? Just do one. Just do one event. Just I mean, do I mean one. like, I mean, run one event. Well, you invited me to help you run Expo. Absolutely. You're always um, invited. I just don't have time right now. But right now, I don't think you have it on the plate. Uh, <laughs> you've uh, got a lot on your plate, I mean. I can't get there this year because you've got an event like two days after my last event. Um, and I have a life in the middle. <laughs> a life and a wife and a two-year-old and a job that crushes my soul. You know, but, I do uh, try to schedule our event like away from... from events that overlap a lot but it's really hard to do now you only there's gave, so many yeah you only gave us two extra days in between yeah which, there well, are I, there's I actually booked, a lot of people coming i think i booked before you guys i think i win that battle there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people coming from our event i know like i know half a dozen going from our event just and going like, straight to vir going to vir right afterwards that sounds like sweet. a fun week doesn't that sound so great <laughs> be like I track mean, battle for a if week. you're not in charge it sounds like a fun week yeah, uh, chris, chris is planning on going with his crx uh, uh, chris from has chris been to vir before no. Oh, he'll love it. I yeah, I told time. him he would really like yeah, it. Yeah, great time. His car is up at uh, 1-6 Motorsports in Chicago right now getting his oh, CRX, Mark. his white one. Yeah. And uh, Mark's going through it, making it a, a real car again. Oh, um, Mark's a good guy. He does good good stuff. Yeah, he. Uh, I towed it up there last week, um, and it actually ran it. The last time it drove was the Honda Meet right after your the the Expo Road America. I remember that one, 2014 yeah. 2014 was the last time yeah. it drove. And, yeah. Um, and so I put new gas in it, threw a battery on it, and it actually started. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Yeah, it started up because and, and, he stores it on by us. Uh, we hadn't even looked at it. Like, it was just hidden away in a dry tomb of a garage. <laughs> it's the driest garage ever because it's filled with, with old rough-cut lumber. Oh, well, that'll and absorb it, that moisture fast. it all the moisture. The thing was bone dry, but <laughs> perfect place to store a car. Yeah. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, brought it up to Mark. Mark's gonna revamp it, and hope Chris is hoping to have it ready for October and then drag it up at you guys. So, so is he, is he gonna drive it or take no, tra- trailer? Tra- it, yeah. Tra- okay, yeah, 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 the little tiny grid life trailer that I had built. So, that grid life owns a 14 foot uh, flatbed trailer now. Fantastic! Oh, we're living the life. <laughs> Move it up. We're Ac- equity acquisitions. Oh yeah, man, we are property. Yeah, I know. Well, look at us, fancy. Well, it's more than what we got, so um, you're you're winning there. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody wins in this game, the, the idiocy game of track well, days. Yeah. Who who was it that I can't remember on the forums? Was it like, what was a guy uh, Scott Rindy, maybe who was talking about you know the great, greatest form of disposing money, you know, kind of yeah, thing, kind of yeah. quote, that's kind of stuff, but. You could say that with a lot of this. I think the greatest form of disposing of money is hosting events for your friends. I'm going to agree with that right yeah, away. Without, right now. <laughs> I'm definitely going to agree with that. I know you guys will too. In this car right now, that is the best way to burn money up that I can come up with. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year we'll do pretty well. but um, uh, Maybe next year I'll just drop the mic. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, we'll just give you an ITR Expo session. Just get like 30 of them sons of bitches down there. Well, I, you don't, you shouldn't have a problem getting 30 of them. No, no, yeah. we can pull that. We can make up special T-shirts. <laughs> we can do iron-on T-shirts. <laughs> make it cheap. Don't, don't yeah. go too crazy. I'll have Allison cut us some stickers, and we'll just, like, stick them onto the T-shirts. 
some Hanes, some white Hanes. So, speaking of t-shirts, you know, we have our design for Tiger Type R Expo this year, and uh, we always like to do a reprint of an old shirt, you okay. know, and so we may reprint Expo 2007, which was also a VIR, but it had the oak tree in the logo. Okay. And so it's kind of like, oh. Like, I, I almost rented a two-car trailer and towed out there with my roommate that had a Type R at the time. Oh, seven. I, I still kick myself for not going to that one. Well, they were... 2008 was our largest turnout ever, from yeah. what I know of. And, yeah. uh, not including non-drivers, but just cars alone. We had, like, cars on track. I think we... I don't remember. I thought we were over 200 or something. That it was, was a weekday was, event, wasn't it? Monday, Tuesday, but we... That was back when we had Novice 1 and Novice 2, along with your Intermediate Advanced and Instructor. Yeah. And, you know, each group's just maxed. And, and it was actually kind of rough, because it was like 100, 105, 108 in the day, and at oh, nighttime it was in the 90s. So hot. And, you know, the instructors, I, I still to this day thank all those instructors that year, because that was instructing times 10. Did they have three students? I think they started off with three back then, because oh you'd have two gosh. Novice and Intermediate, and then it would dial down to two but you know it was just atrociously hot that's so brutal every student had their ac on in the car in the pit lane to help how did you not have people die <laughs> so i don't hot. i don't know i don't think i could have done that as an but i can tell you that i don't even remember all of it because of the heat yeah you know like some of it's kind of a blur i think the first year i actually instructed with you was 09 autobahn um, yeah autobahn south and then uh yeah. I did both autobahns i did the cmp Carolina Motorsports Park. <laughs> yes, you did do the same thing. Oh, We've man, been I, over that. <laughs> I found CMP. I found that track in a little, little bit of a fun way. Yeah, you um, got a good tour of it. Still lifting the kink, baby. <laughs> Don't lift in the kink yeah, when you shift to fifth. I still remember that. Yeah, you just pulled up to the I track. Just, just saw it yeah. happen. Hey, what's happening out? Ooh, ooh. That's, ooh, that's my ooh, friend. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he stopped. He hit something, and then something moved. That, that was good. I just told that story the other day at Blackhawk. Um, oh. My uh, Tom Seals, it was one of his first track events. Right. Uh, his buddy Danny, they they were in the bathroom, and somehow uh, CMP came up, and I was in the bathroom also. We were having a, a moment together. In the bathroom. Uh, in the bathroom. It was a manly <laughs> moment. And uh, somehow CMP came up, and then the story of like Tom said, "Oh yeah, what what did that dude say? What, what was that guy's name when he when he rode with you? The guy with no te- with no sleeves and a shirt, the big huge Polish guy. What did he say?" And Tom's Polish, so he can say Polish. It's not racist. And um, <laughs> we're sliding, we're sliding. The dude riding with me is this giant Polish guy, um, like jacked, you know, big old rib dude. Um, sliding and sliding and sliding and it's like car stalled because we're going full 90 and I didn't clutch in fast enough and then we're looking at that it's this, it's this little like 30 <laughs> foot wall and it's out in the middle of the field and uh, you couldn't hit it if you tried no <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't close your eyes and like steer at it and hit it but like you can you can like loop it uh, big tank slapper coming out of the kink and then all of a sudden the car's stalled pointed at the thing going 50 miles an hour sideways <laughs> and it's protecting a corner worker station in the middle of the field. And we just slid right, right at the thing forever and ever and ever. And then wham, we hit it. And then the big Polish dude, I, I, I had a head and neck restraint on and everything. And the Polish dude, we had harnesses in my car. And it's, you know, half cage with door bars. And the Polish dude, I forget his name. Uh, his, I don't remember the he name. He was a friend of Peter Tankula or whatever. Uh, yeah. Peter with a really nice yellow R. I think yeah. he, which he sold a few years ago. Yeah, he's gone through a couple WRXs since. Yeah, the uh, it was Peter's buddy, and they left like the next day to go to the beach and party with with people. Uh, but 
Uh, I looked at the dude and I thought, oh crap, because he wasn't moving. Um, I thought, oh crap, I just killed a guy. <laughs> I just killed a guy that I don't know. Uh, and he, because only you guys were only letting advanced instructor take people out, or instru- yeah, that, or only instructor maybe. Uh, I think it's advanced instructor is uh, our rule. Yeah. And 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 I didn't know the track. We were just going around, and I thought, I think I can do this kink fast. And then a little bit of bobble lifted, slide into the wall. I look at the dude. The dude is, he, he's not moving. I think he was a little bit in shock. I said, Are you all right? Are you all right? Are you all right? And he looks over at me. He goes. That was fucking awesome, man! It's <laughs> just the greatest thing. I, I remember laughing out loud. <laughs> That's fucking awesome! It's <laughs> the greatest. You, you, you know that you've got the right passenger for that moment. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the dude that you hit a wall with. <laughs> they don't panic. They're just like, no. it was the best thing I've ever done he, all day. <laughs> he's, I can't believe you hit that wall. That was so awesome. <laughs> like, dude, that was not awesome at all. It's really not awesome. But <laughs> that's totally not what you're supposed to do. I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> so great. Yeah, that was the best dude to hit a wall with ever. Yeah, not. not I don't, not I don't think ideal. I'd react the same way. I don't think I'd no. say that was awesome. I think I'd be really worried and oh, concerned. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh no, how's your car? Are you okay? Yeah, no, that was, uh, was an interesting moment. Um, sorry you had to see that at your event. The moment you showed up, your friend slept yeah, in the wall. Yeah, well, you know. I, I did, I did get walk. back on track. I pulled the fenders out and got back on track next day. Didn't even change the alignment, actually. That's impressive. No, it's just a nice square hit. If you're going to hit, hit straight. <laughs> the perfect time, perfect yeah. way to do it. If I would have hit the front end of that thing at like a 45-degree angle, it would have knocked that car off. And that car would have been shot. I think I was saying you'd probably be on a new chassis at yeah, that point. Yeah, it would have yeah. totally. If, if I hadn't slid like directly sideways into something. Yeah, it worked out well. Those cars are way fragile. Why am I building another one of those turds? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I always have these thoughts. I, I kind of want to start daily driving an Integra again. Yeah. And I really kind of, there's that fond memory of just enjoying them. And then I think about the safety aspect, and it's like, well, no, the TSX is pretty good actually. I think yeah. I'll keep rolling with Integra, this. Integra, like an Integra like yours, like a '94 to 2000, 2001, um, they're like twice the car an EF yeah. CRX is. Oh yeah. Like structural wise and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's uh, scary to think about. I know. <laughs> and, I, don't, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Here we are looking uh, at, and that, you know, everything goes in cycles, right? Yeah, I know. So you, you, if you think about when we were in our teens and early twenties, it was always like the muscle cars. Yep. And uh, oh, you just blew that red light so bad. Well, I mean, I thought I had it. <laughs> this is the second time you've done that. Well, I was the first. I don't see any spinning lights. We're good. Well, I mean, if they did, I was like, I'm just trying to slow down. I yeah, guess. we're doing a podcast. Cop, come on, dude. Maybe they want to join. I smell bacon, baby. I could have a. Could have a chat. Um, so, so you think life. things go in cycles? Uh, oh yeah. Well, it's. I mean, you're seeing it now with rising values and, and old Hondas, but yeah. you know, back then, rising uh, meaning they're not worth scrap value. They're worth a little. Right. Money. Yeah. It, people were cherishing clean ones, whereas you know, yeah, but you could say that the people were doing that with your '60s and '70s cars in yeah. the '90s, and now the cars they're building in the '90s. Here we are, 20 years later, and yeah. everyone's That's going true. after them. You know, so. Wow, that, yeah, our cars are like the Chevelles of the 90s. Yep. Except that they're not nearly as awesome. No, well, they don't quite have they, that power. They handle way better. Handle better. Maybe not the straight line part, but, you that's, know. That's sort of depressing. We're those guys now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate all of them, you know, yeah. but it is something that I, I do. I look at things from afar a lot, as I try to, and that's one thing I've another one, thing I've noticed. The same with music. If you think about 90s music, it was very similar to 70s rock. And here we are, kind of making that shift. Yeah, 2000s that's true. rock, 
guitar solos were back just like the 80s and now we are in the teens and you're hearing less solos. Well, this is a, this is a... <laughs> People really want to hear about it's that. It's getting weird, but that's true. <laughs> that is true. Things yeah. I, things I think about as I work in a music school. I, uh, yeah, you work at Northwestern. Um, and you're surrounded by computers and tech things all day. Computers, tech, and musicians. And, it's, uh... It's a pretty, pretty fun mix. Keeps you on your toes. Now, now for a car guy who doesn't, like, you don't, t you don't, you don't go in big projects kind of swings a lot of car guys like no. they build projects um it sounds like a headache well, well you did just kind of buy a project uh, that, yeah but that's a pretty simple project i think yeah, compared you, to what other people you bought doing. a you bought a type r that's getting gonna get put put together like you need to put an engine in it basically pretty um, much it's kind of just assembled there's not a whole lot to fix pretty nice paint on it too only a couple scratches really clean it's, it's clean yeah um, no no is that gonna be more of a, a track toy project like driving around not worry about it kind of thing yeah it'd be like a, a club car for for the type r club kind of thing the uh checking the battery here sir how are um, we doing no we're doing great now we're doing great. um if you were to get away from we can we can make a little tangent here before we shut this down if you're get away from what kind of car you've been playing with is there anything you'd want to play with, or is this just kind of what you do? Um, I, I would love to do some mid-engine. Yeah. You know, uh, but a, a f affordable mid-engine. You know, NSXs aren't very, very affordable anymore for that kind of stuff. Yeah, they used to be 20k for like a 91, yeah. but not anymore. I think the fun factor would be there. Uh, S2000 would be a lot of fun. Have you driven one of those uh, much or no? Uh, not a lot. I have driven them, but not. I've only driven one on the street when it was new. You reminded me of a rear-wheel drive Integra. Is what, yeah, is what yeah. I thought of this. It, I'm felt, like, it felt like an old Honda should. Yeah, the power band was similar, but I thought... Really tight, really the, clean. Yeah, nice fun factor driver. was there. I've driven two of them on track now. Um, Chris Sullivan's, uh, one of the Rambler's buddies, our photographer, and then Holly Heiser, who helps us with your life and runs... She directs some Extreme Experience Days and stuff. She's been on the show. Um, they're really good on track really well built cars you know they're so good they're um, way better than they should be <laughs> they're so addictive i i've come close to buying one twice yeah uh, literally you know title in hand check in hand you know and then i had to walk away because something wasn't right on it yeah but uh now you know i don't know if that day will ever happen or not i think actually what i would like to do right now though is just get a honda beat really and just have total time in my life they're 25 year eligible now they are and i've watched the values kind of fluctuate a little bit because of it yeah. you know but there's something about a little mid-engine three-cylinder honda that's you know designed by pininfarina at one point and then honda bought the design and i didn't know that yeah it was one of the last cars i thought it was one of the last cars that you know mr honda himself signed off on but uh those look like a total blast does that have the... Sorry, I had to change mics. I'm looking for something on my phone. Does that have the same drivetrain that the key vans, like Chris's, uh, our buddy Chris's little key van has? I don't know. I, I know it's a three-cylinder, but I don't know much about the drivetrain other than it's, you know, mid-engine rear drive. I don't know if much beyond that. I think the tack is out of, like, a motorcycle. There's a dude in Canada that's putting a B16 into one. Um, oh boy! <laughs> I, I really dig how they look. They're pretty good-looking cars, but I think they're great. I yeah. I would I would consider selling the Type R sedan for that. Well, plus cash. Yeah, obviously, you know, obviously. But, but like a cash out a little bit, 
That would be so <laughs> the, kind of a hilarious little car. And then rock a beat, and people would think I'm nuts, but I think I could drive the beat to work, and I wouldn't be afraid of it getting stolen. <laughs> do you, do those have four lug wheels where you can get like normal Honda wheels or VW mm-hmm. wheels? No idea. I, I don't know anything about <laughs> no them. No idea. I mean, I might need to go look at Beats now. I've been looking at them, and, and you know you're looking at them and thinking about them when your friends start sending you links yeah. with Honda Beats for sale. It's like, oh, people have learned that I'm, I'm interested in just, them. Uh, <laughs> just yesterday in the Ramblers Facebook chat, we were talking about Beats, and I hadn't thought about Beats in two years, and now somebody else is talking to me about Beats. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at them for a little bit. I, They're I, pretty cheap now. They're like five six seven k for a nice one right? that's what i'm seeing i've seen a couple go for eight or nine but yeah i think five to six is yeah. the ideal price and probably fair when you factor in the the freight to get it over were those all soft tops as far as i know yeah, there I were aftermarket hard tops. Yeah, i was gonna say there's uh, retractable or aftermarket hard tops or something but i, I don't who knows if they're any good i, I kind of dig them that's that's kind of cool I, I i think there's something special about them you know it's a unique mid-engine car and, and uh a buddy of mine, I think he wants to get a cappuccino, and then we both could kind of yeah. have our fun little silly cars like that. You guys could go, you could walk it's a, it's a guy who actually hands. goes to Honda Me. Who? Andrew Chen. Oh, I know him, yeah. yeah. He's looking at cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> we joke we'll have our own little, like, tiny cake car club. What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Funny how, yeah, you know, he has this crazy Supra. And, yeah, big uh, arrow, or big turbo and can't keep it cool and, then, and it's and then, fast and black and nuts looks evil and then you know yeah suddenly we both show up in little cake cars well, something about it sounds great <laughs> kind of adorable like b-spec kind of like the b-spec race yeah I, after today especially uh we we i looked at it a few times uh there was that e-production lotus 7 or caterham 7 kind of thing park, yep. park right by mike taylor it was a nice car um, yesterday I had a bajillion messages with a, with a listener, Luke Davis of uh, Slip Angle. I think he's in California. He's designing his own uh, Lotus 7 replica. We were talking about drivetrain swaps and stuff, or drivetrain options. And I just keep coming back to that style of car. I think i got to build one. I really think I do. I think you should. I'm just going to be an enabler here and say, yeah, you go ahead. I'm all for it. <laughs> I suppose I could build a streetable one that could race in, like, E prod, F prod, H prod with the right motor. Sure, because they're they're eligible for all those classes. Is it just mostly weight and power? Yeah, well, it's like different drivetrains. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have to read about it, but uh, otherwise you can race at NASA. NASA's got all the power to weight. You can like put a Viper motor in one. And There's a place for you to race there. <laughs> we uh, have a spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you can run Super Unlimited. Nobody cares. I don't know why you want to do that. But, uh, I feel like. The budgets could get a little crazy on that, right? Don't they... you go unlimited on things? Yeah, you put the words super and unlimited in front of your race series, and you know you don't have much money left. <laughs> uh, I, I just keep coming back to, like, Brad Adams texted me the other day. He's like, oh, those are ugly, man. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're not. They're the raddest thing ever. But, oh. I mean, what's the fun oh, factor? Oh, there goes though? my phone. Phone's gone. Oh, you might gone. need to get that. Lost to the world. Oh. Uh, hang on, I'm going to see if I can find it. I, I don't know, I just... I just found it. Found it. Right. I was gonna say maybe I should just be the enabler and be like, well, I'll go find some links and then send them to you to help you get started. I'm, oh, I'm already reading on this the Lotus Seven forum. There's well, a forum. If you're on the forum, you're already in trouble. There, there was one at Black. <laughs> well, it happened last Sunday. Um, we had a Grid Life one day track event at Blackhawk, uh, Blackhawk Farms Raceway in what was it South Beloit, Illinois? Yep, right by Wisconsin. 
It is literally on the border. Yeah, it's like a thousand feet from the border or something. Um, another cool thing about that day, they have an airport on track. You know, I've heard about this airport, but I don't yeah. remember seeing it's it. It's a grass strip right as you drive in. That's why I didn't notice um, it. And my brother flew in. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> my brother's like, hey, can you ask him what the track, what the what the grass strip is like? And went and found the track manager, and she's like, oh, yeah, we had somebody call in. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was my brother. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's well-maintained. We have people that fly in all the time. And so my brother hops in the plane. He's in a flying club. He just got his pilot's license. He's in a flying club, and him and his wife, uh, Allison, they're our timing and scoring team for Grid Life. Uh, they hop in the little plane, and, and, and it's they like... fly. They, yeah, they went to... It's a Cessna. They went to Rockford, got a burger, and then popped up. <laughs> at, uh, yeah, they're, they're called $100 burgers. Sure. It's like $100 to go fly to a burger. <laughs> just to put an hour of you know, seat time at the plane, basically. I but, get that, yeah. Um so his track day right now is I'm not, I don't do track days I'm just going to go fly for an hour um, sounds amazing actually but yeah so all of a sudden he just shows up like he was there in 40 minutes or whatever so. 40 minutes yeah for, from they flew out of Gary Gary International they keep the plane at Gary which sounds scary but it's like the that's nicest, actually a nice airport beautiful think. airport yeah nice trip out um, 90 but uh, yeah it was kind of unique but Blackhawk was super fun and then getting back to Lotus 7s there was a dude there this old British dude he's probably in his 50s or 60s He's been building this uh, low-cost, it's a Miata base, I think it's a low-cost, which is like a planned kit or whatever. Uh, I think it's Miata suspension-based. He had a Miata Trans and Miata power plant frame, and then he had one of the K-Miata uh, kits with one of David Calzada's. No so kidding. And a K-24 in this thing. <laughs> and it freaking sounded so <laughs> insane. It sounded like David's, like, you know, K-24. Yeah. Only had a shorter exhaust, one little muffler. He's got these tiny little like round windshields that like you know the size of your rearview mirror weighs nothing. Yeah, and, and I, I'm I just ugh, just watching it fly past us because uh, I was working grid with the guy from it was either Austin me or Mike Cohn are uh, those are there are two lead instructors uh, and I was working grid with them or the guy from Blackhawk and we're standing like right next to the track like right next to the railing and they're driving twenty feet twenty feet away from us. And every time the stupid Lotus would go by, like, I just wanted to sell my CRX more. <laughs> and I love my CRX, and it was great. And I don't know if I could sell it. I don't think I can. We, Austin and I talked about it in a recent show. I don't think I could do it. But I did hear that one night about there are certain cars you couldn't sell. I don't think I can. I think mm-hmm. I have to crash it. Well, and you know, I... <laughs> Which I, could happen. I understand that, because I told myself I couldn't get rid of that GSR. You know, I, I get it. Um, I did get rid of it eventually. What uh, now? What and that was like your first track toy that just had yeah. basic suspension and a roll bar and party uh, yeah. down Wayne? Uh, yeah, it was basically a GSR with some Type R stuff. Yeah, that was it, and a roll bar and that whole deal. I remember that being especially strong GSR motor. Well, it had some help. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Type R bottom end. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. because when I got it, it had the GSR bottom end. And I always thought it sounded like a WRX or even just a boxer engine. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's weird. So we thought it was the trans. And it turns out it was... Um, Missing a cylinder. Uh, the, uh, one of the main caps was cracked on the on the block. Really? Yeah. And I've been tracking the crap out of it for two years. I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. It's kind of like a... Brrr, and they're like, oh, it doesn't sound like a Honda. But you know what? It makes good power. I keep going and just burn some oil a little bit or leaks it out and... Well, it turns out it was a yeah, cracked cap, and someone had been in there before because the bolt where it was cracked had nice red Loctite. 
Oh. So yeah. someone was covering it up, and I had not known all those years. Wow. Yeah. And the crank didn't break? Nope. What? The crank was actually good. We measured it afterwards. It was fine. That's ridiculous. And I beat that car pretty hard. So that, that was a testament, I guess, to how right. tough it really was. Well, they are forged cranks in the factory. Yeah. It's not. It's a race crank in the factory. And uh, so that's when the Type R bottom end replaced it. That's ridiculous. And prior to that, like a few months prior to that, I had already had the head redone. You so know, you just cleaned up. Back down, huh? Yeah, I cleaned out the head and put in a better uh, valve springs and ITR cams. And okay. Car wow, made. that's crazy. One of the main caps in the bottom end. Yeah, right by the. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. It's right by the flywheel. The one run right at the end. That's an important one. Yep, it was not the oil pump side. I would imagine. Uh, the number one, the middle one, and then the number that would be five, I think, back there. I would imagine those are the important ones, but... You know, it held together. I mean, wow. It, the bolt was uh, loose. On the main cap? It was a little loose, yeah. How'd you have any oil pressure? Oil pressure, compression was like 220 across in the recent test, and... But, like, you'd lose all... I guess that's, like, the last one on the feed, so you wouldn't lose that yeah, much. You yeah. know, it, it, it's kind of amazing. I still have that block. <laughs> And it's so the, bizarre. the broken part that fell off the block is yeah. actually sitting in my desk drawer. Okay. And the block I still have with ambitions of making a table. I'm a glass salesman. I can do that. Yeah, we need to work that out. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I can hook you Sometimes up. Sometimes we can put it on some casters or something because it might be hard to move it. Yeah, that would be a heavy you table. Know, but, uh, wow, that shocks me. Yeah. I uh, think you've told me that story and it didn't occur to me that the actual cap was coming off. Yeah, I don't know how detailed it was. I had a thread on the old Honda Tech days, and I think I called it like a tutorial of, you know, apparently how to drive with a crack block. Oh, Never so know. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's one uh, testament to Hondas, I guess. Yeah, the only symptom was, I think, a little oil leak yeah. right where the clutch fly lower. Okay. And we thought it was the rear main seal. Well, probably because you had a little bit of walking there. Because yep. the crank was moving a few, few extra thousands, so it was wearing out that seal. Yep. That seal's only got so much movement in it. It's a well, tiny little rubber we, seal quarters. We made it move thing. more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, once we put in the Type R bottom end and everything else, tuned it on data, that car was fantastic. Yeah. And that engine is still running today. Where is it? Uh, Dan has it out in the East Coast in an EG Civic. What happened to that motor, that, that car, do you know? Uh, he, I think he rammed somebody one day in bad oh. weather and... And in a way, I'm okay. The car is gone because now I don't feel the urge to ever have to like buy it back. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. And he was kind enough to send me the old shift knob and gauge cluster from it. Really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I I appreciate that stuff. I'm sure other people think it's absolutely silly. But you, you know, owned that car for like 15 years, right? Uh, I don't know. Not 15, maybe like maybe nine or ten. But you know, I had a lot of memories in that car. You know, yeah. Going through college in that car and learning how to drive on track and. Basically, the the friends that I have today, most of them came from that car. Yeah. So you know, it, it's kind of an important one. Uh, uh, speaking of that, how did you get tied into that whole community? <laughs> Which part of the community? The Integra or the Honda or all yeah, of it? The whole thing. I mean, the whole. Th I mean, it was definitely Integra centric. Um, I was on TeamIntegra.net and HondaTech.com. Wow, I haven't thought about the website TeamIntegra.net. Yeah, I was on years. both both of those. I think Team Integra's still around. It is still around. Um, the guy that started it, or one of the two guys that started it, he's coming out to Expo again this year. So oh, that, cool. I'm really happy he's coming out. His name's Steve. Um, 
Morning Z was a screen name for anyone that has old. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember that now. Yeah, he's a, he's a really he's a really good dude, and I'm really happy he's coming out. He's he's had a pretty rough 12 months, so this would be good for him. I'm really happy. Um, but I was on there, and I was on Honda Tech, and I, you know, in Chicago they had these Honda Tech barbecues. And yeah. There's these old photos of like 50 or 60 Hondas, you know, like EG swap, not swap, EFs. My like GSR, an or an yeah, yeah, Type R's, and that's where I met a lot of my friends. Uh, did you go to any of the Bussy Woods meets up there? That was where I started going. That was some of my first Honda Tech meets. Was like an 0203 with uh, at th- Bussy Woods. I, by, I think I only went to like maybe one Bussy. Uh, the one I went to yeah. was in the South Burbs, Southwest Burbs, and then we used to have these Type R ones in the North Burbs and Walker Brothers. And then we ended up at Walker Brothers a lot. Yeah, the Pancake House it was great. Um, yeah, I, I still I still get lunch with Ken Sachs. Yeah, really. <laughs> I had lunch with him last Tuesday. Interesting. Yeah, and he's one of those one of the guys who used to do that. Yeah, he had a beautiful Type R and an NSX. And and maybe maybe for another conversation, but we should probably record it while I remember it. Uh, just he and I comparing running NS Expo versus Type R Expo were. Yeah, yeah. We had a fascinating chat over lunch Sunday or Tuesday, but uh, <laughs> just this is how you know it's been. The, Oh, day. it's not. It's only nine twenty-seven. Come on, old man Jones. Oh, uh, you and your freaking gray hair. Come on, you can do yeah. this. No, it, it, pull yourself together, Jay. Fascinating that he has run, if I remember correctly, five NS Expos, which is more than anyone else. This year, NS Expo is going to be in Orlando and Sebring, and it's the first time someone's running it for a second time, with the exception of Ken. I never knew that. What? Because they're, they're a little different model. You know, they they take you know basically a bid from various regions in the NSX club and then the winning bid hosts NS Expo so you know the I don't remember their chapters but you know there's probably a Midwest Southeast Southwest etc and by running it you mean organizing it yeah they put it together I mean they still have their top guys you know your president your treasurer your secretary and so on overseeing it all but it I had no idea that's how they worked but basically the people are local put together the proposals and the winning one gets it, and you kind of get support from the club to make it happen. And it's a fascinating, I think, way to do it. I see good and bad. The good is you've got locals involved every time, so they know the area. Yeah. And you also have yeah. people that don't burn out because they do it once every few years. So, you, you know, you don't do it. They'll do they'll put all their eggs in one basket, make it one amazing event, and then next year other guys are doing it. And I see a benefit in that. Of course, I also see the downside is sometimes you have to reinvent the wheel every year. Sometimes it's a cluster. They don't know what it's like because they didn't learn from the mistakes in the previous year. I don't know if that's necessarily the case with them, but I could see that happening. Um, Especially for the track event part. The track event. I think the social part, you know... Yeah, you can do a different party. You can do a different parking lot meet. You can do a different, you know, cruise. Right. But that's kind of what they do, right? They do a couple of days of like social stuff. I, I think this year is like four days of social and then one day on the track. Yeah. They, they make a vacation out of it. It is absolutely yeah. a vacation. Um, I've only been to one of them, and it was it was a very very nice event, um, very friendly, and a lot of guys, you know, they've known each other for for over a decade, kind of like a lot of us, you know. They, yeah. they, it's like their family reunion. Of friends centered around a car that they all like, and um, it's 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 great to see that they do that. And, and I think the social part is something that 
is going to be growing with a lot of us as we all yeah definitely get older i mean not saying we're not going to be on track but yeah you know that's the biggest part of like our honeymoon event and uh, even you know i've been to about half of the itr expos like that's the thing that i like is the social part because you see all the and that's like like to, today you saw me freaking bouncing from, from conversation to conversation and could you I, do that if you were also racing it's a little tougher that day uh, yeah oh yeah you definitely do you know we yeah. were doing it with more select group but um, that the social part is the thing that I... That's the reason I do this. We get complaints at the end of it every year that I wish I had more time to catch up with people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's something that I think there's an opportunity there to to help solve that. And I haven't solved... I don't know the solution, but there's definitely something there. Yeah, we... we uh, for some of the earlier West Michigan Hanumates, like 04, 05, 06, we had like a barbecue the day before. I remember seeing photos of that, and I never went to the barbecue. Yeah, those were always just as fun. Like, uh, and part of my favorite thing about every event that we do is the night before, because uh, everybody shows up, and you just kind of start unloading cars, and it's pretty chill. This dude is panicking. Yeah, I'm trying to just let him get over. I think it. You should drive around him on the. I bus. thought about it, but um, I'm, I'm freaking exploder panicking. Yeah, well, you know, what's the old Firestone era tires? You know. Yeah. Goes too fast, rolls over. My 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 college roommate's wife had one do that. Really? Yeah. Rolled oh it over. Wow. Or maybe it was a blazer. Yeah, it was one of them turds. Well, still, uh, the rolling uh, over part is kind of scary. She crashed. <laughs> an, she crashed an Explorer and a Blazer sequentially. And I forget which order. One of them rolled. I forget which one it was. But Jeez. Um, yeah, the social part of like our older Honda Meet events was a big part of it. It still is, but like now it's kind of the night before. When everybody shows up, usually around dark, it's you know we light up the tech shed, and that's where all, that's where people gather. And, yeah, it's a great time. Um, I would like to do. I would like to make that more of a thing. Um, we had that. Forward. We yeah. had that goal last year, and we totally dropped the ball on it. We were, but we had this idea of going into South Haven for an evening. Yeah. Everyone just have a really nice, social, friendly time. Unfortunately, South Haven on a Labor Day weekend means everything's booked and packed. Yeah, totally packed. And we had called around trying to make something work and it was either unavailable or unobtainable with the yeah. price because what the weekend was yeah too much money uh, too, much, too much involved with something like that yeah it, it, but it, it's something that we we joe and i definitely looked into and because it's something we wanted to expand on and, and yeah we'll figure it out one day yeah maybe maybe <laughs> as as our events change and grow as we get older it's i, I, th I think uh bringing all the buddies together becomes more of a, a thing um have you guys ever thought about doing like a road rally or like a, a cruise kind of thing i have i have not that's, um that's something we used to do but like in our early days like 12 years ago we used to put together like a spring and fall we used to call it the fall rip the spring rip oh like we would just find a bunch of sweet roads and then like all right we're gonna meet in this parking lot we get like 20 30 cars and then we like stop at this apple orchard so the chicks could pick up freaking stupid apple orchard things and spend our apple money. orchard things yeah you know whatever strawberry things whatever uh up in michigan we did a lot of food these. <laughs> yeah yeah you know the cutie things yeah. um if my wife was she's gonna be so mad um but uh, i mean i did the honda tech cruises but those yeah. those were yeah. kind of mayhem sometimes we uh we had a good time on those though it was fun you, you find back roads and uh you hang out with your buddies um yeah, I don't. I would like to do kind of a road rally, uh, semi or like the route is organized. But that's about it. And then like the route and the stops are kind of organized. And these are the roads think, you should take. And, yeah, didn't SCCA just do one in the southeast? They call that the Targa. Yeah. Um, 
that was kind of a combination of road rally, um, autocross, road rally, like time trials, and track day. Oh, uh, so they did all of it, okay. Yeah, across a bunch of different, it was like a mini different one lap over like a weekend. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Uh, a few people I know did it, uh, and I guess it was pretty successful. So I mean, I don't think we'd go that far with it if we do it, but you know, it, there is a there actually is a Type R meet happening this weekend. I thought in the Northeast. I and saw it, something online about that. Yeah, and there, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to follow because the whole regional meets have kind of died. Yeah, you know, and everyone just kind of put all their eggs in the expo basket. Unless you're on the West Coast, and I apologize to all the West Coast Type R guys because we haven't been out there in. in long time and uh, I will say that there's a lot of people asking and I will openly admit that we are looking into it um, sooner than you'd think but uh, they just had 60 type R's at Ibach two it's weekends ago it's a lot of type R's I don't we only I think that's the amount we had at Expo last year yeah it's a lot of type R's I mean that's a, it's hard to get that man together now and uh, you know yeah, I, especially as all the owners have young families or real jobs or it's just busy because it's you know a lot of times your events are on weekdays uh, yep yeah we've get, done we've definitely done i think half our events on weekdays and it's half hard our weekends. to it can get hard to get to everyone so you're not going to get as many type r's out there uh, assuming there you know how many are even left and yeah uh, exactly it's just it's tough it, it and it's actually the niche where i think honda meet has something useful where it you're pulling from all the hondas even though we're open all cars and pretty honda centric you know the car is the event is still kind of like named after the the niche of a car that's a yeah. unique car and has a great following but with that said like you know people still think you need a type r to be there and you do, don't do you still get that question constantly uh every every other week yeah I imagine. Yeah, even though it's on the website and everywhere else but nobody reads the rules ever well that is a that is a topic Ugh. that is a scary topic How come nobody, nobody reads the well you could say nobody reads and drop the rules so part dumb. when you had the rules part I've uh, even written articles about harness bars, and people still show up with freaking harness, harness bars. bars. It was about time Ugh. someone just laid out in an article dedicated to it. I think I need to just share it every day. Well, maybe you'll get someone new every day that reads Ugh, it. It's terrible. I mean, you know, our, our rules are pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there are a few cars, I'll admit here, that there are a few cars that I'm fine with harness bars being in if they're properly constructed. But therein lies the problem of, like, how do I scrutineer, like, I don't know where all your seatbelt mount points are. And if you start going down that road, I mean, that's a, someone has some money to complain if, one day. Yeah, get eventually ugly. you're going to find, okay, freaking company X builds this stupid one for car Y, you know, and somebody's going to crash and the harness bar is going to fail or whatever. Right. Uh, but there's cars with really good rollover protection, like a new Subaru, etc. Sure. Uh, Modern cars are... C5 Corvettes. Something else. C5 Corvettes, C6 Corvettes. Like, you can't really put a roll bar in those, but you also can't crush them. They're strong. Uh, and if people want to run a Hans device, you got to run a four-point harness uh, or a five-point harness at minimum, you know? Yep. Um, the all or nothing, which they makes make, the buy-in tough. Yeah, they make really good harness bars for them, like well-built things, and it's fine. It should be. like, But, like, I don't know. It's There have there has to be... There's got to be an easier way to do this, but I think the easier way is to just let somebody else do the event. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here we are running events saying it'd be easier if someone else so did it. stupid. What a that, dumb what, hobby. What a conclusion we have just made. And uh, <laughs> oh, well. All, yeah. all, the friend, all of our friends are just going to... I don't know if they're going to like that part. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're a tech guy uh, who just uh, who, who just 
probably sent an email about how somebody's harness bars are not legal. It's probably listening. <laughs> Hating um, me. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, he'll, he'll agree with you that... I mean, he's going to agree that they're just... They shouldn't be there. Well, the easiest, he, the easiest thing is to say, nope, but... It is definitely the easiest thing to do, but then the, the tough part is when someone drove multiple states yeah. to come to your event. And because they didn't read the rules... And we're trying to be proactive. We're making people fill out their safety in yeah. registration, and if we see something that's questionable, yeah. we try to address it well in advance so that the expectations are, are yeah. clear, and we actually try to offer solutions and make it work. You know, we're trying to be helpful about it, but it, you're always going to run into someone. Same thing I do. I, yeah. uh, the week or two before the event, it's 20, 30 tech emails uh, but every, you, every night. You right. Know. But as sometimes, you know, it's, sometimes it's four or five replies from the same person. But. Well, then that, that's true. But yeah. as you know, there's always going to be like someone that... We literally had an instructor. Shows up. We had an instructor show up to Grid Life South with a new VW. He had these fancy Schroth harnesses and stuff. They went out the back of the seat, directly straight down to the floor. Wow, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, so bad. It's the worst thing you can do. Oh, my gosh. You're, so his impact, any front-end impact, yeah. his seat is the only thing keeping him upright. Right. Uh, and they're not usually designed to do that. No, when seat folds, the harnesses get loose. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You uh, know, that's a really common thing in autocross. Well, or at least it was. Yeah, I can see. But autocross, the, the, the game isn't uh, let's go 130 at Road Atlanta. No. The, auto, the autocross game is let's go 48 miles an hour in this parking lot. Yeah, the worst um, you'll do is hit a curb or a light pole. Half a dozen people, you'll probably roll over at autocrosses. But, yeah, um, that's true. At a much slower, uh, less concrete, uh, barrier-impacting kind of pace. Yeah, the whole, uh, the whole world of safety I couldn't believe is when this instructor pulled up with not even a harness bar. Like, the harnesses were upright because the seat was there. Did he at least have the stock belt still there? Yeah, he did. And well, I said, dude, you don't even know what you're doing here. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. So what did you do? <laughs> I wanted to make him go home. Like, really, really... I, I, we made him an alternate instructor, I think. Um, I, okay, I've I pulled a similar alternate card. You know, yeah. Things. I, want, I literally wanted to make him go home. Because yep. I thought, I can't trust this dude because he doesn't even know how a harness works. Sure. Now, to explain to the people who don't know how harnesses work, a harness needs to be wrapped around something stronger than a seat <laughs> to be a harness. <laughs> and you think, well, all oh, my seat belts, they are just around my seat. Um, no, they go to the door or the A-pillar or the back of your car. Like, they go to the car. The harness uh, can't just be tied to the floor. And the seat being the only thing that holds it upright, because the seat isn't strong. It's not strong and at by all. By design, it's supposed to. Uh, so supposed to break away I'm in certain so areas. So disappointed in this dude. But anyway, yeah, that, that'll happen. Well, I, it, it, it's sadly a very important topic because it kind of goes back. If you want to pull a circle a little bit, with you know, how's the track day world changed? And it's changed a lot. Um, and the cars got fast too. I, that's 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 all other. Segue of it too. Luckily, they're safer, but they got fast. Faster, but safer, and you know, I, there's been so many articles. I shared that one article. I think it was in Road and Track recently about the instructor shortage that we're seeing in a lot yeah. of HPDs, and how did it happen, and how do you fix it? And, and there really was no good, perfect solution in there yet. But uh, there were three takeaways. Unfortunately, I don't remember what they are at the moment. But we were only doing two of the three. 
Yeah. That's what I remember. The third one, I think, was basically using some, some good data acquisition and, and cameras and kind of moving to the outside of the car instructing. But yeah, you know, that's yeah. a little it's a little tough investment to do right now with right. people beginning. I, I really do like what uh, the Track Night America is doing with kind of coaches trackside, nobody in the car. Uh, I'm fascinated by it. I, I was, don't think it's the fastest way to progress a beginner into being fast, but you can scare them. They, they can scare themselves into being safe. They're I think not a healthy be fast guys fast and a healthy quickly, sense of fear but, is a good way to learn because yeah. it'll prevent you from getting in trouble. Yeah, but I, I I would guarantee that you can make a student faster. Like actually, you can you can more quickly make him fast. Uh, if you have a guy in the right seat, but um, I think in those initial stages, I don't yes. know if that's actually good for things because if you slowly work your way up to pace, um, maybe you learn how the car feels under, you know, uh, oversteer, understeer, trail braking, like rather than if you just have a guy telling you where to go, uh, maybe you'll work on finding the line. Uh, I, I wonder if. It would take you longer to get fast, but you might have a better experience getting there. I don't know. I mean, you know, I think part of it is everyone learns differently. Yeah, And um, you know, this is probably more of my Northwestern side coming out here. <laughs> I'm always surrounded by these type of thoughts. But um, you know, everyone learns a little differently and they progress a little differently. Some people react well to instruction. Some people are very oh, yeah. introverted on learning. We've had some people that just they don't mesh with anybody. Yeah. But they can drive fine. Uh, just by watching people do it, you know? right? Um, and and you know, uh, maybe the the the, uh, the different options might actually end up being the answer as long as they're all well honed. And and I and I think that you know most of the major groups kind of all are aware of them and try to try to keep some consistency, but also the ability to kind of share information so everyone can help each other out with it. I, I, th I think you know? good good classroom instruction also for beginners is probably a really important thing. That's something we've worked. Huge. A, we've worked a lot on that, and we kind of took a lot of that from you guys. I think your classrooms really improved. And yeah. I mean, I sat through the one at Autobahn, one of the Autobahn ones this year. And it, it's been a big deal for us to really uh, to work on that and try to get all of our instructors on the same page. You know, which is um, huge. Yeah. You know, getting people consistent and but uh, same messages is yeah. Austin, Mike, powerful. and Luke have really put a lot of work into the curriculum and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, kudos to them. It's very noticeable when I when I was there. I think I remember Austin or Mike asked if I, you know, want to add anything. I'm like, no. <laughs> what am I going to add? You guys are fantastic. Yeah. You know? The, the uh, I don't know. Training beginners into being safe uh, track day people rather than fast track day people is, I think. Uh, fast will come. Yeah. After you, after you learn to be safe and in control, fast yeah. will follow. That's my that's my guess. I, I'm uh, I would really like to attend a track night in America. I just haven't had one that I can get to uh, because they're all a couple hours away. And Attention, track night in America. Come to Autobahn. Yeah, that'd be so great. <laughs> Me and Jay could help. I don't know who we got to tag in this message. I, I just I could message Hayward. He would probably Hayward. Do it. Okay. Yeah. I know I see Shay Holbrook with them too, and but you know. Yeah, Tom Gorman, Shay, Greg and Me. They've all been helping run them uh, all over the East and Midwest, and. Um, I don't know. I'd like to do one just to see how they do it. And uh, I'm curious. Maybe they shouldn't let me do because I'll just steal all their ideas. <laughs> well, it's something I think you know. I mean, we run into it every year now. There's an instructor shortage. There's usually yeah. a handful of instructors short. What do you do? Deputize some advanced guys who can instruct but just chose not to. Yeah. You know, do you uh, try to shift people around in groups to, to make it work? I mean, the problem with that is then the instructors that are there are just going to get worked even harder. It's not fair to them. 
um, to, to and do students that. students don't get the same experience as everybody, you know. Nope. Some students might, although a lot of times you'll have a student who is better off right away. Uh, yeah, but you, you have to judge it, but you never know. And, and yeah. uh, when you're at a track like for us this year at VIR, you know, it's kind of important to make sure you got it kind of right. Yeah, it's very minute to minute. You got to play. You know, you get you kind of got to assess the situation of each student, and you get twenty people to work with. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not an easy role for we, your we did just get some We did just get some pace car lights. What's that? We got pace car lights. Now. You guys have pace car lights. Oh yeah, baby. Wow. I, so we're is that uh, legal <laughs> to get pace car lights? No, I mean like, they're like lights we stick on the on a car, and that car can be the pace car. We've got a flashy light on the roof. I mean, it's a it's a uh, great idea to build on like the lead follows. Yeah, which, we, we used them for lead follow at Road Atlanta. Um, I don't think we used them at Blackhawk because we, we had a pretty experienced beginner group actually. Uh, a lot of them just hadn't been there. Yeah, um, I, I can see Road Atlanta requiring it with a big big group. It worked pretty well uh, for lead follow because it's such a big track, and a lot of the cars are like street cars; they look the same. So you just look for the one with the spinning lights. <laughs> we, we threw, uh, uh, I think Christian Ship and Bowie Gray. I think uh, one Drove of them, was in, yeah, one of them was in front. It was their streetcars, STI and uh, Focus ST. One of them was in front. One was in, one of them was in the middle, and they were running. Because that track can be, with the elevation change, there's a lot to see. You get scared looking at the walls. It's a know? lot to take in. Um, just so you can kind of run a line and and just a few laps following somebody who knows where they're going. Uh, that seemed to help pretty well. Well, that. What is your opinion on on lead follows? Then do you do you like them? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, we had a super safe beginner group at that track. Uh, I don't think we had any incidents. Just like two offs, maybe. In the um, beginner group. Yeah, yeah that's uh, really we, good. We had we had we had instructors in cars, but I think it helped having uh, pace cars out there to maintain pace and. We put them out for several sessions to do other things. Pace car lights on them, so uh, they're cheap. They're any just go on eBay and buy some pace car lights. <laughs> That's one one solution. For just me. imagining some of our guys all wanting to drive the pace car, and I. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some some guys who make some fun with that. I'm sure we do have a few guys that are officers. Though, you know, maybe one of them just roll up with one of their cars like they did last year at Gingerman. Crown Vic, baby. And, uh, I think it was Victor that took off in the what was it like one of the like a Chevy Tahoe or something oh yeah yeah police interceptor version yeah he started chasing down Ryan out there in his uh Cadillac really yeah <laughs> he took off on the touring laps and all of a sudden he chirped the siren and got on the horn like <laughs> coming after you crap flying everywhere inside of it <laughs> took off on the track after him we could have had a lot of fun with that we we may have missed that opportunity for something fun you know pulling some pulling someone over on track hey how long yeah. do you think this show has gone on for Jack? Uh, probably, probably a long time. Probably people. Uh, there's like one person listening. Not, no, I'm. Sh- I would have guessed 45 minutes. Hour and 35. <laughs> Is it hour 35? Yeah. Man, that's a. Yeah, this I, one. Uh, this one might need to be a wrap. That's pretty long. Yeah, I'll wrap it up. What? Uh, before we wrap it up here, hang on a second. Before we wrap it up here, let's uh, let's plug the dates for ITR Expo. I probably should have plugged it in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, I can do a, an intro to that and plug them. Um, so October nineteenth and twentieth, the Integra Type R Club, which is now the Type R Club of America, but we're going to bring Expo to VIR October nineteenth and twentieth. Um, we have a few spots left. We don't have a lot, but I think we have maybe three or four in each run group. Um, but we could probably use. I would. I always prefer to have as many instructors as possible, and we're probably a little low right now. But I would love to have. A huge buffer, and then we're all obviously always open to um, 
non-drivers as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some great guests out there. Peter Cunningham from Real Time Racing will be there again. Uh, we're going to be visiting the Aerial Atom Factory, checking out the new Aerial Nomad, and our banquet will be at their new plant that they just opened up uh, and closed the old one. They have a larger one now. Is that in, like, South Boston? Or South Boston, yeah. Virginia, yes. Yeah, so we're doing the banquet there and everything. Okay. Mark Swain has been fantastic. Uh, looking forward to it. Hoping to have some announcements from... Uh, HPD, Honda, Acura help. I uh, can't say anything yet, but if it works out, it'll be a, a really unique, really cool thing to have in addition to a bunch of Type R's and Type R fans. Um, there may even be a couple historic world challenge cars there. Uh, the old real-time Integra Type R it could possibly be the second-gen TSX. Oh, cool. Uh, old yeah. real-time car and the old King Motorsports. Mugen RSX is probably really? has a chance of being there as well, and that car nice. was actually at Expo 2003, so it'd be really fun to have it return. So for someone who's like a big Honda nut, you can see some pretty historic pieces. Yeah, you know, out there at a historic track too. One time I blew a tire on my trailer right here. Is it right here? Yeah, right by so, the Z Camp. Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, you tell those Z-Camp Z -camp guys camp, to watch fishing, it. swimming. They probably threw five, it. 547652 camp with a K. They probably threw that tack out there like, yeah, I was hooked. This this is yeah. this one's no good. I mean, I'm sure the road will like all, it. That was the longest trip to Mid-Ohio ever. Call Kyle and I left at 11 o'clock at night. I was racing Saturday only. Okay. Um, and we got there. We started, like, we got there. We slept for like an hour, and we didn't actually sleep. And, of course uh, not. And so I raced hurt the motor because the crank pulley was hitting the radius rod because I had one of the big ATI crank pulleys. Uh, Load the car <laughs> in the trailer and drove all the way back, got uh, got dinner. It was about about now time, so uh, we hadn't slept uh, like the now time. at all. It was 10 o'clock at night, and we blew a tire at the, in front of the Z camp, freaking Z camp. See, I'd almost be like, you know, it's just time to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> deal with this when I'm ready. Sucked. Yeah, that that's stupid Z camp. That's rough. All right, well. Uh, I think that's a podcast. I think it is. Uh, good job. Do you want to do another one or are you good? You can do whatever you want. All right. We can do a short, sweet one. I need to make my hand. Uh, Why don't you rest that? Yeah, I need my, my thumb needs to, feeling needs to come back in my thumb. Yeah. You got any jobs for my left hand, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I have so many comments that just so popped many, in the head. So many. All right. That's a podcast and uh, rate reviews on iTunes or whatever. I don't care what you do. Don't you guys have an outro? Ba da 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 ba da